Hey everybody, ready for another episode of Sin City Vibes. This week I got some juicy topics. We will be talking Waffle House shooting, Southwest flight, Cape Town water crisis update, playoffs, new music, Beachella, and of course anyone petty member of the week. So let's get into it with question of the day and life struggles. Question of the day. Do you feel when your race is being talked down or talked about, it's your rep- your responsibility to stand up for your race? And so you're probably like, what are you talking about? Get this tea. Here's what happened. Last night on the last episode of the Housewives reunion show, you know how it's usually three episodes? So this was episode three. And baby, let me tell you, it was juicy. Okay, so on the episode, Kim, who is a white lady, At the end, she was just talking about how she felt attacked by five African-American women, how she couldn't have her voice heard, how no other white person is stupid enough to sit on this stage. And then she started saying in front of Sheree, who is a black woman, so all this is happening, she said that racism is really not that big of a deal. It didn't even become a problem until social media happened. Social media made racism bigger than what it is. And so it just makes me question because Sheree didn't say anything she didn't say girl get your life racism has been alive okay it's been happening since before both of us are born let's not forget I mean yes you're white and you're privileged but (laughs) you're not stupid but Sheree didn't say any of that she just stood there quiet and I'm just like what like I feel like if my race is being attacked or me like my identity so let's say I identified as gay and that was being attacked then I'm going to want to say something like, what? No, you can't talk about us like that. Like, no. Like, I feel like Sheree should have stood up and be like, girl, you is really making yourself look like a fool right now. One, that would have been a good friend. And two, you should have stood up. And so that's my problem. Like, why was she just standing, like, just standing there on mute? Like, she didn't say that. Like, Sheree knows that racism is alive. Sheree knows that social media has never made racism um what it was social media has helped us see the things that go unreported but it it's not what it didn't hype up racism racism has always been here so it's like what so I want my listeners to answer that do you feel that you should stand up and say something when someone says something about your race or do you think eh, it's not that big of a deal like that's on them they look stupid I'm good All right, let's talk about some life struggles. Life struggles, being in your 20s. Let's talk about credit. That is a life struggle. Uh, Y'all, so how often are you checking your credit scores and do you know about FICO scores? Like, I am 26, so I can't be dumb about my credit. You know, like before, I don't think I checked it as much. Like, I really, I really didn't check it as often as I check it now. Like, I had a secure card and I was cool with that. I didn't use it that often. And that was that. Like, I thought, okay, boop. But it's like now that I'm looking into buying a condo or just in general, if I wanted to buy a car or get um, a house, like, I need to make sure where my credit is. And it's just like, dang, what have I been doing? And I just, when I was looking at my scores, which are decent, they could be better. I'm just thinking, wow, like, how can I build my credit up? And so I'm thinking, if I'm thinking this, maybe somebody else out there is too. So... Um, let's talk about building credit and uh, about the credit scores, like the five factors. So there's five factors that determine like your credit scores. 
One is your payment history. That's the biggest factor there is. That's 35% of what your credit score is. So if you're not making payments on time, if you're late, if it goes into collection, that all uh, will either tank or will make your uh, score. So you want to make sure that you're paying your payments on time. Even if it's like the minimum, pay that. I would always suggest to try to pay it all. But if not, at least pay the minimum on time or early. That way it goes onto your account. The next biggest thing is your credit utilization. That's 30%. So how much of your credit are you utilizing? So let's say you have a $500 limit. You only want to be, and this is from all the tips that I've been learning and reading about, you only want to use 10 to 30, 30 at the most percent of your credit limit. You don't want to use too much because that also plays a role into um, your score. And people like the banks look at that, they're like, oh, they're using all this money but they're not paying it on time. So that will tank it or that can make it like if you're not using that much, that will probably increase your limit. The next biggest factor is your length of credit history. So if you had a credit card for a long time, that plays a role in it. Um, you don't really want to have collections. That's not good. You can dispute that. And there are letters that you can write and there's different things that you can do to have certain negative things removed. But um, you do want to have a credit history. That way people will be like, okay, they've had a credit card before or they've done this before. So, you know, they know how it works. That plays a part. The next is 10% uh, is new credit. So that goes, so any credit report that you run anytime um, you're getting a loan or you're applying for a card, that's a hard credit and that goes into it. But if it's like a soft credit report that doesn't have to actually pull up your history, then that won't go against it. And then the next, the last 10% is your credit mix. Let me just say, if you don't have great credit, today is a great way to start working on fixing it. Maybe get a secure credit card. And a secure card is backed by a cash deposit you make up front. So the deposit amount is usually the same as your credit limit. So for example, like I said, if you had $500 as your um, cash deposit, that's going to be your credit limit. And these cards, they're not meant to be used for a long time. They're usually just meant to help you qualify for a card without a deposit or they help you just build your credit. So if you already have credit, but it's kind of low, like a secure card will help you build that on top of like, you know, making the payments on time and not using too much of the credit. Another way is getting a co-signer, which you have to remember when you do this, if you don't pay, then your co-signer is on the hook for your amount. So you don't want to have someone who's flaky or irresponsible with their money. You don't want them to be your co-signer and you don't want to co-sign for someone who you know is not going to make it. So just an FYI, if your friend's like, oh, keep you my co-signer. Yeah, we're friends, but you owe me like $10. So how can I make sure you uh, go get me my money and pay it on time? I can't trust that. So, you know, be wise about who you have as your co-signer. Another one Another way to build your credit is to become an authorized user on someone else's credit card. So maybe this is for someone out of um, high school, out of college who has no credit at all. Maybe their mom or dad could put them on theirs. Uh, your significant other has to be, they could maybe willing. And so as an authorized user, you'll enjoy access to a credit card and you'll build your credit history. But... Um, they have to make sure by their bank that they are allowed to have authorized users. So you can't just be like, oh, mom and dad, like their bank has to approve that. And they still like not every card 
will allow that. So that's another way. But those are a few ways to help you build it. But as you get your cards, um, like I said, good tips to learn is only use, utilizing 10 to 20%, maybe 30 of your limit, paying on time. And just always be aware of your scores. Like you get a free credit report once a year um, that you can pull up off the three credit bureaus or, you know, you could pay for a second one if you need it. And then also get notifications like certain banks, when you get a credit card, they'll um, hook you up with, you know, your FICO scores. So just be mindful of that because you want to always be on top of it when it's time for you to get a loan or apply for a credit card. Like you shouldn't be surprised. Like let's say you're thinking you're in the 700s, but really you're in the 400s because you haven't checked it. And there's like a negative balance on there. You have to make sure you're on top of that. And there's letters out there that you can, um, you know, write to these companies to um, remove that. So I suggest, like, I joined this group. It's called Dream Captures Live Richer with the Budgetista. It's on Facebook. It's a really good group. It gives you lots of tips on how to build your credit. It gives you, it gives you like, the templates on letters to write if you're trying to remove um, a dispute or if you're trying to dispute something or get out of collections. Like, it gives you a lot of good stuff, and it just helps you. It tells you, like, the places that are really scams, like Credit Karma. They said that's not really a good place to really check your credit. So I suggest that if you are on Facebook to look that group up. If not, I'm going to look up some more groups and I'll report it back to you guys because I feel like I want all my listeners, you know, to make sure that their credit is in good place because a lot of my friends, they do complain about, oh, my credit is this, my credit is that. And it's just like, it's hard to get better. Like it takes patience too. like, just because you do all this stuff, it does not mean that oop, right away, you're going to be in like 800 or 700. You're not is going to take patience. So you guys have to remember that. Another life struggle that me and some of my friends have been having is just frustration with jobs and the experience. Like certain jobs be like, oh, you need five years experience and a bachelor's. And it's just like, well, five years ago, I was 21. And nobody wanted to be straight out of college. You know what I'm saying? They said I needed experience, but I didn't have enough experience to get the job done. So I had to work at this little stupid job that I didn't want. And that's not giving me experience in my area. So it's just like, it's a never ending cycle. It's like, you want me to have this experience. You want me to have a bachelor's. You want me to do all this. And yet, how could I do that? Because when I try to get the experience, no one's hiring. Like no one wanted to hire me at 21 in my field. And I'm just like, what? Now I have to work this dumb job just to pay the bills and get by. And then, you know, I did that because I said, oh, go get your master's. That's going to help you um, get a better job. And yeah, I did get a better job. But now I'm saying, oh, you need a certification. And y'all, let me tell you. So I'm in HR. My certification just to take the test alone is $300. The testing material. So if I want to go to a class or if I want to get the books and stuff, that's about nine, $900 to $1,000. That's like $1,300 right there. And it's only a 58% chance that you pass the first time you take it. So not only have you told me I need to go get more experience, I need to get certified, I have to spend about $1,500 in all this, and I may or may not get the job. It's, it's just a frustrating cycle. So that's something me and my friends have definitely been talking about. It's just like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, you know. I was told that a master's is going to help you get ahead. I was told a bachelor's is going to help you get ahead. But is it really? Is it really? And then even if you try to start your own business, you need money for that. You need money to sustain your company. You need money to promote. And it's just 
no matter what you do, it's not easy. And then you start to get depressed, like, dang, I know I could do better than this. Or you see, like, people making, like, 150K, and it's like, damn, how did you get all this in your mind? my age and then you start to think am I in the wrong field is it too late to start over and it's just it starts to get depressed depressing so if you're like me and some of my friends who are going through this cycle one it's never too late to start over so if you're really in that in that mindset you can start over if you want but two you know it's just there's really nothing to say it's just like it really sucks because I feel like it's in this never-ending cycle like oh you have to get this you have to get this well, when I get it, am I finally going to get be where I need to be? Am I going to get that money I should I deserve? So that's one of the frustrations and life cycle life struggles I'm having this week because now I'm debating: Do I need to drop thirteen hundred dollars on my certification when I was told a master's would be enough? And then on top of that, it's just like it's only a fifty eight percent pass. And I mean, I know I can pass, but it's like, damn, that does not make me happy to only hear fifty eight percent pass the first time. So that means if I don't pass it this time, I still have to pay another $1,300 to do it again. Y'all pray for me because I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. The last life struggle I have is Scandal has come to an end on Thursday. It was the last episode. And I really don't know how I feel about this because let me tell you why. Scandal started in 2012 when it started it was so good like y'all know scandal was good you could not be bothered by anybody you used to have your computer I mean your phone on mute like everything was on mute you didn't talk to anybody until it was like commercial break and then as the seasons kept going you know it was good like the first three maybe four seasons but after that it just it went downhill and it got a little sad but as I was watching the episode, I was just like, damn, you know, Scandal's really ending. You know, as much as like I talk shit about it and I got a little bored with it, it's like, now what? Now what do you watch? Now what do you do? Yes, you could read a book. You could be more productive. But it's just like, damn, it's been on for like six years. Like that was your, your show. You have so many conversations about it. So it just sucks a little bit because it's like, what? But I think I'm really mad is that the ending was just trash. Like, I just felt like they disrespected us as the watcher. You know, like, we've been with you, Sandra, for six years, ride or die, when this scandal train started to take a little dip. And you just disrespected us with this trash that you put out on Thursday. I mean, first of all, it shouldn't have been an hour. Like, what? No. You focused just on the story that was happening this season, but I really needed you to wrap it all up. Okay, like, did Fitz and Olivia go to Vermont and get that house? Like, what happened? Like, you didn't wrap that up. Uh, Like, what about Huck? What happened to Huck? All we saw is him and Abby at the end. Like, where does Abby go? Does she find love? Does she get a job? Blah, blah, blah. Where does Huck go? What happened? Like, you didn't give us enough to end. And it's just like, you could have made it two hours. Because let's be honest, no one's watching that firefighter show. What? I don't even know what it's called. Like, bye. Bye. That could go. Or you could have took Grey's off. You know, Grey's been on forever. That could have uh, came on next week. Like, it could have skipped a week. So, I was really upset with how, to, how it ended. I'm just, like, thinking, damn, like, Scandal's really over. But I'm just mad that, like, I've been with you for six years and this is how you ended the show. So, mm. Those are some of the life struggles, but let's get into the bad, y'all. As you know, another day, another shooting. Actually, two shootings 
have gone reported. We had a school shooting in Florida on Friday, I believe, and we had a Nashville shooting in Nashville at the Waffle House yesterday. So let's start with the Waffle House shooting, which if you've ever been to Waffle House, it's just like, it's not the best food, but like, it's like, okay, if you're drunk, you go there. If you just want a quick, cheap breakfast, you go there. Um, when I was in college, we would just go there like, oh, you're not trying to go to class? All right, let's go to Waffle House. Or, oh, we just passed the test, let's go to Waffle House. Or, oh, we're drunk and cookout has a super long line, let's go to Waffle House. You know, it's just a, a easy breezy place you go to get some food. But unfortunately, on Sunday, that has changed because Travis Rinking is responsible for taking the life of four people at a Waffle House in Nashville. And it's just sad because it didn't have to happen. And as you read the stories, you hear that he suffered from mental illness. And I always feel that this is a cop-out that whenever it is a white person who does the shooting, which is 90% of the time, they always quick to say it's mental illness. No, there are people out here who really are mentally ill, who who have that, who who deal with that every day, and they don't kill people. They don't. So we need to stop using that as a scapegoat. Like, it's not. But I will say that there, because of a brave man by the name of James Shaw, he was able to disarm the shooter and take his assault rifle for him. However, the shooter did get away after that. But I do have to applaud James Shaw because he saved so many lives that day. Like, unfortunately, four people did pass away. But James helped save so many more. So I have to say shout out to you because so many people would not have done that. They would have just been like, oh, my God, or maybe just, you know, sat back and just prayed that they don't die. Just a lot of things could have happened, but you stood up and you took a chance and you just armed him. So shout out to you. But the crazy part is, so Travis got away and he was on the run for 35 hours. So 35 hours, this man was just hiding or he was on the run. There was 160 law enforcement officers looking for him. And now one officer could find him in that 35 hours. That's just crazy to me. It just it just seems really crazy that in 35 hours, you have 165 people spread all over Nashville. And not one person can find him. Not one. I mean, I don't know what they're doing down in Nashville. I really don't. But maybe you can step it up a little bit because I feel like that's way too long for someone to be out here like that. Or maybe he just blended in. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what he was doing, but I would really like for y'all officers to step it up. But like I said, once again, another senseless act of murder for what? These people were just out trying to enjoy their food and, Tra- and Travis came in killing. And it's like now you start to think, where is it safe for us to be? Clearly not at school. Clearly not at church. Not at the movie theaters. Not at Waffle House. Like, where can we be safe? And when will we stop being numb to shootings because it happens so much? Like, I feel like shootings happen so much. It's just like, okay, another shooting. We send our condolences. We're sad. We protest. And then another shooting happens again. And it's just like, when is this going to stop being the norm? It's not okay for this to be happening. And I know I can't be the only one to think that. Like, I should not be scared to go to Waffle House. You can barely find Waffle Houses in some states. So when you do find it, it's like you shouldn't have to be looking over your shoulder. I shouldn't have to be scared to go to church while I'm getting, uh, giving the praise to the Lord 
and then someone comes in killing. Like, I shouldn't have to be scared of that. I shouldn't have to be afraid to leave my house. And I feel like so many people are, or so many people are just like, okay, let's just go here and back, you know? Like, that's not the type of life I want to live. And I don't want other people to live that way either. So, like, when is enough enough? Like, when are we actually going to take a look at these laws and really think, hmm, maybe we should change something? Like, when will that happen? But if that's not enough to act, to answer, when will that happen? Let's take a let's talk about the shooting that happened last Friday, marking this number 20, 20 of this year. So there have been 20 school shootings this year. So on Friday, the students, this happened in Florida, they were about to walk out in protest of gun violence for the 19th anniversary of the Columbine shooting, which, first of all, right there, it's been 19, 19 years since Columbine. So they were going out to, you know, pay their respect, protest, gun laws, all that stuff. And then a guy by the name of Sky Booch came into the school with a tactical vest and started shooting through a classroom door with a sawed-off shotgun. And luckily, no one died. Unfortunately, one student was injured, which that I'm sad about that. But at the same time, I'm very, very happy that there were no deaths. But one student was injured before the cops got there and took him into custody. But the scary part about it is this 19-year-old, and listen to this, this 19-year-old told cops he had been researching mass shootings, researching mass shootings, and he went with a school shooting because it would get more media attention. Yes, I said that. He went with a school shooting so it could get more media attention. And that he bought his shotgun online without a background check. So, I mean, if that doesn't scream, let's fix these guns laws or let's change how you obtain a gun, then what does? This 19-year-old had been researching this since Parkland, because that's what he said, since the Parkland shooting, on how to carry out a mass shooting, what to do, ordered his gun offline, didn't have to do a background check, shot somebody, luckily... That person is going to survive. Luckily, he didn't kill multiple people, but still, he was able to carry this out, and yet nothing has happened. And I bet you a lot of you didn't even know this happened, because guess what? I saw it on one place, and that was on um, Instagram. So then I had to go research it myself, but I didn't see it on the news. I did not. Maybe maybe it was on the news in Florida. Obviously, I don't live there, but it should have been on the news uh, nationwide, and it was not. And I'm just like, what kind of world are we living in right now? Like, you think it's okay to sit here, research, killing innocent people just for media attention? That's why you were doing it. Just for the attention. For what? And then you're going to end up in jail? Like, this man is in jail. He's 19. But I bet you when they do actually talk to him and maybe if they bring this story to light, they're just going to be like, oh, he was suffering from mental illness. No, he was not. He was not. He, He deliberately chose to research. School, mass shootings. He deliberately chose to do a school shooting. And then he deliberately went online because he knew he could get his gun without a background check. So he purposely carried this out. So I'm saying to you, I'm saying to, you know, to, obviously to my listeners, but those who are thinking like I am, what are we going to do about this? Like what? What what changes are going to happen? Because I'm tired. I I'm tired of nothing happening. I really am. And it's just like, 
is it is nothing happening because it has not happened to you or your family member so you just do not care or just just what so as a listener let me know did you even hear about any of these shootings like has has that been on your news or did you have to read about it on social media which is really sad because it's just like Social media should be everything. Like, we should actually be hearing. Like, these should be in the papers. These should be everywhere. Like, these type of shootings should be everywhere. So, let me know your thoughts on that. Another scary thing that has happened this week or last week was the Southwest emergency landing in Philly. And if you guys did not hear about that, last week, a Southwest flight from New York was heading to Dallas. They made an emergency stop in Philly because the engine broke. And it came crashing into the window, y'all. Just imagine sitting on the plane. And then you see, like, the engine coming through your window. And so then a lady was sucked out through the window. And her fellow her fellow airplane mates um, brought her back in. They had to, like, pull her back in. And sadly, this lady passed away. She did, which was really sad. Um, you know, a lot of, a few people were injured, so they had to land the plane, which is why they landed in Philly. And they said that this happened because a jet blade was missing, which caused the engine to break. So there's 24 jet blades. If you don't know that one of them was missing. And because just one single blade was missing, that is why this happened. And it's just a scary thought, especially because like I fly Southwest all the time. I'm actually flying them this weekend coming up. I love Southwest because you have the two free bags, like it's always been good, but now this is kind of scary because it's like, uh-uh, like, have y'all been checking your your planes? Because this shouldn't happen. Like, you never really hear about too many um, people dying on flights. Like, in 2017, there were no reported deaths at all. And it's you're more likely to die in a car accident than you are an airplane accident, which is true. Um, information backs that up. But it's just like, it's just a scary thought because I cannot imagine being on that plane. Like, I don't know how I would act. And then just listening to some of their stories, they're like, like, I just started to pray. That's all I could do because I don't know what was going to happen. And so, unfortunately, someone did lose their life, and that's really sad. But, however, to make up for that, which I don't even know if you truly can, Southwest has sent all the passengers on that flight a $5,000 check. So, each passenger has got $5,000. So I would really like to know, is $5,000 worth for giving an airline and flying them again? Or do you think Southwest should be doing more? Okay. So in a previous episode, I mentioned the water drought in Cape Town and how they were expected to hit day zero on April 12th, which means they were going to run out of water. Well, April 12th has come and April 12th has gone. And apparently day zero has now been pushed back until 2019. Uh, they're saying that the dams in the surrounding cities have been filling up, which has been helping the major, um, dam that they use their water from, um, fill up. And that they said that the strict water restrictions have helped, um, with more water for everybody. So they have pushed that back. And they also said that since it's about to be rain season, which starts in May, that is predicted to have large rainfalls over the next three months. So right now they're not worried about that. But I just find that interesting that like up until April 12th, it was like, oh my God, water crisis, water crisis, water crisis. And then on the day of April 12th, now they're going to be like, oh yeah, you know, we're about to get some rain. You know, we're not really worried about it. It will happen. I mean, we're going to push the day back. So that caused a lot of people 
to wonder. So there's actually a lobbyist, a lobby group, a lobby group in Cape Town that says it's all a lie. There was no day zero happening and that the restrictions just need to be lifted. Like they just wanted to control the water, but it didn't happen. So I just want to know, have my listeners actually been reading about this? Or is it like one of those things where you file under, well, it's not happening to me. So I don't care. I don't care. Let me know. But we've talked about enough bad stuff. Let's get into the good. And by good, I mean playoffs because it is playoff season and y'all, it's exciting. So first, I don't know if it's just me, but I love when a fight happens. Like I love, <laughs> I know I'm crazy for this. I love when like the like the team start fighting or just players start fighting. I'm over there like, yeah, fight it out, fight it out. And they never let them do it. You know, except in hockey. Hockey, they be letting them go at it and then they be like, all right, chill, chill. Like, I wish it was like that in all sports. You know, especially like in football when it's like the rival teams playing. Oh, it's always a fight. So, you know, lately, it's really been popping off in the playoffs and I love it. I love every single moment of it, baby. Okay, so in the Raptors and Wizards uh, series, they've really been going at it. So, right now, the series is tied 2 2. And I think it's been good. Um, I'm cheering for the Wizards. I hope they pull it out. I know the Raptors is the number one seed, but I really do like when an underdog can pull it out. I also just like the Wizards. I, I'm a John Wall fan. I like him. But in game three, they had five techs, which is a lot. And it was really about the fight. And then you saw in game four, like, mm, they were still a little, like, you know, ag- like more aggressive than they normally are. They was checking them, but it was just like, I just, you know, if they, if you let them fight one good time, get it out the system, then they probably be cool. I mean, they won't be cool, but you know, I would love it. I would like to see that. I'm sure other people, you know, because sometimes I'd be thinking like, are they soft or not? Because someone was like, I really think John Wall is soft. And I was like, nah, I really think John Wall be with the shits. That's just me. Like, I feel like he's the type who be with the shits. But that's another question. So that's a good series. Another good series out here is the Sixers and the Heat. It's not really good because the Sixers are really balling out here. Like, you know they're about to take it home. But it was good because there have been a couple scuffles. And I just I just love any time there's something about to pop off. I just live for that messy shit. But I just find this so crazy because one of the players on the Heat, Justice Winslow, he was fined $15,000, y'all. $15,000 because they said he intentionally stepped on him and beads face mask. And I just think it's so crazy that these players get fined for the littlest things. Like, the fines be a lot, too. It just be like $15,000 for that. I mean, to someone who has no money, like, that's a lot. So I guess to them, it's really chump change. But it's like, it's a little ridiculous that you're going to fine them for that, let alone you're going to fine him $15,000, maybe like $500, you know? But $15K is a lot, so... I don't like that, but like I said, I think the, I mean, it's obviously the Sixers are going to take it home. Let's just be honest. They've been good. I'm a Ben Simmons fan. Like, truth be told, he's been out here balling. Uh, And that's another one. Do you really think Ben is with the shits? Because he was about to get in it with someone, but he was like, you don't want this. You don't want this. And I was like, no, but I want it though. Like, I want to see what happens. So another series, the Cavs and the Pacers. That one is too close in my opinion. I feel like it's 2-2, you guys don't know. The Cavs really need to get it together and pull it out. 
I mean, you know, I'm a LeBron fan. I've always said this. I feel like, you know, right now we're watching greatness. Like, he's 34. He's been in the league for 15 years. He's out here doing numbers. Like, he's still putting up 30-plus points a game. He's still getting 10-plus rebounds and assists. Like, this man is basically he, – he put the team on his back night after night. And it's just like, damn, like – is he going to slow down as he gets older? Because, like, in basketball years, he's he's kind of old. I mean, he's not Vince Carter old because he's still out here balling. But it's just, like, there is no stopping him. So I'm ready for the Cavs to just, you know, put this game, put this series away and move on. Because I'm like, let's stop playing with the Pacers. And, you know, Lance, he be getting on my nerves. Is it just me? Like, he is petty, betty. Like, he purposely be, like, like poking at LeBron. And it just be like, damn, like. Do y'all think LeBron's with the shits? Like, I have to ask this for everybody because someone was like, I don't think he is, but I low-key think he is, but I think he's smart about it because he knows he has so many endorsements. Like, he has this, like, good reputation. So if he really would pop off, people will be like, oh, what? So he says he stays smart He stays smart about it, but I really think he's with the shit. What else? Oh, the Celtics and the Bucks series is tied 2-2. I'm going to be honest with y'all, haven't been watching that series, probably will not, uh, don't care about either team. I'm sorry if you're a fan, this isn't the podcast to talk about them because I don't, but it just seems like every time they're playing, it's the perfect time to take a nap, or it's just the perfect time to watch something else, or it's just the perfect time to not be at your house and be out in the streets. I don't know, but they just don't put that game on at a good time for my schedule, so... Let's see, what else? Oh, the Trailblazers. Like, <laughs> did they even really try? Like, y'all got swept. And I'm just like, did y'all want to show up? I'm just saying, like, you know, you worked hard to get to the playoffs for you to just get swept. You didn't win that one game. I mean, you could at least give it a little effort, but they didn't. But let's be honest, I feel like this is as far as the Pelicans will go. They play the Warriors next, which you're probably like, what? It's the Warriors still have another game against the Spurs. The Spurs, the series between the Warriors and the Spurs is 3-1. We all know the Warriors are going to win, and we all know that this is as far as the Pelicans are going to get. But, yes, so I do think, speaking of the Spurs, I do think that they pulled that one out for Popovich in honor of his wife who passed away. I think they felt like they had to do it for him. And, you know, not to get swept, that's a little bit embarrassing. Like, I do think it's embarrassing to get swept. Like, you worked this hard to get the playoffs, and then, damn, you ain't win one game. Like, why did we even try? We could have been at home. So, but we all know the Warriors is going to knock that out. They're about to go back to Golden State anyway. And we all it's hard to win in Golden State. It's hard to win there. So, that's a series about to be done. The other series that I do enjoy watching is the Timberwolves and Rockets. Uh, probably because they typically play late or because, like, it's just at a good time that I could catch them. This series is 2-1 um, Houston. Uh, but I do love the fact that, like, the Timberwolves is really playing. Like, they're giving a good game. It's not just a sweep. Like, I think everybody thought, like, oh, the uh, the Rockets is just going to, like, demolish them. Nope. Try again. I love Jimmy Butler. He's just funny to me. My friend has, like, the biggest crush on him. I don't see it in him, but he's just funny to me. And you know what? I'm just going to be honest. I don't really like James Harden. And it's all started like maybe two years ago when I watched how badly he treated the people who worked in the buildings. And it's just like, who are you to treat somebody like that? So ever since then, I have not rocked with him. So no, I really don't want him to win. I mean, will they probably win? Let's let's be honest, they will. But if you ask me, I'll pull up for the Timberwolves. And then the last series, which I'm surprised by, 
is the Jazz and um, Thunder. Like, I really thought the Thunder would be up. But, no, they're actually losing 2-1. to one. So, they have a game tonight. And I just, I don't know. I'm surprised because, like, really, I didn't really know anybody on the Jazz and, uh, except for Donovan. And that's because of the All-Star game. But it's just, like, I really don't. They're not a good enough team to be up like this. Like, the like OKC should really be 3-0. Like, in my opinion, they should be. And, I mean, like, Russ is given his all-star game like he always is, has, like, 30-plus points, everything. But it's just, like, where is everybody else? And, I mean, y'all know I've been riding uh, Paul George Harris, and he's been Brick City since the all-star three-point contest. Like, after that, I was just like, eh, you're kind of a waste. But it's just, like, if you're going to get paid to play, play. Like, we didn't make the playoffs for you to be out here bullshitting. Now, come on. We shouldn't even be entertaining the Jazz. And you shouldn't. So, Tonight is game four for both for both the Timberwolves and the Rockets and OKC and the Jazz. Let me know who you guys think is going to win those games. But also just let me know like who you think is going to go to the next round because it is time. Like as these series wind, wind down, you know, you start thinking, okay, who's about to win? Who do you think is going to win in the finals? I love to hear that. Who do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be the Warriors and the Cavs? Do you think it's going to be new teams? Who do you want to see? Like, give me your thoughts on that. But let's move on to another plus, which is music. And y'all, I've been really happy with the stuff that has dropped lately. And so in the last episode, I talked about Cardi B. And I was just like, I wasn't sure about her album. I really wasn't. I wasn't sure if it was going to be good. I, you know, I wasn't feeling drip, 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 drop, whatever that song is. I was not feeling Be Careful. Still do not feel Be Careful. But... I will stand corrected. Like, uh, Cardi's album was popping. It has some good songs, y'all. Like, it do have some hits. Uh, it had Best Life. That was good. Get Up 10. That was good. What other songs she had? I think it was, like, Ring with Kalani. Like, I don't even like Kalani. But that song was good. There's so many more. Let me look what I downloaded on my computer well not my my ipad because that's where i have all my stuff um bacon head that was good i said ring yeah ring was good so those are the songs that i really liked i was like okay cardi you out here like i was really bumping her album at work i was like okay yeah and then you know shout out to her because she went gold before it had even been out for 24 hours and you know a lot of people don't do that I, and, you know, you can say what you want. A lot of people are trying to discredit her because she doesn't write her songs or all her songs, which a lot of people these days don't. So they're trying to discredit that. But you can't, you know, it is what it is now. Like, not a lot of people are writing their own music. So what are you going to do? But I bet you're still going to be out here when you get up 10 beyond, you know? You you rapping it like it's your life story. So that's a good song. But I won't say to I will say to you, though, I had Cardi on repeat, but as soon as Drake dropped Nice For What, it was like, Cardi, who? Okay. Like, I don't know if it was just me who stopped listening to Cardi, but Drake came with it. And I was like, hey. Okay, so question. Did the Drake song outdo Cardi's whole album, or is it just me because I love Drake? I mean, a few people have said they stopped listening to Cardi after that song dropped, so just let me know. But in my opinion, yes, it did outdo her album because, like, yeah, Cardi's album was nice. I stopped listening to it, and then, like, when other people played it, I was like, okay, yeah, I like this song. You know, I saw her Coachella performance, which 
I'm going to be honest, I don't like her twerking and being pregnant. That's just me. Like, yes, you can do whatever you want when you're pregnant. That's your life, your prerogative. Me personally, like, I just don't like to see that. My friend was like, you have to accept people for where they are. Cardi has never been classy. Like, she's, these are my friends where she's like, she's never been that. She never wants to be that. So this is her. She's ratchet and she's going to dance pregnant. Me, I'm just like, eh, I don't really want to see it. Like, I don't want to see you twerking. But, hey, back to Drake. I have to say kudos to the director who's like 22 years old. She did a music video filled with woman excellence. They had everybody in there. Like, it's a great um, video. So I don't know if the video has hyped up the song more. I would love your thoughts on that. Or if the song is just that good. But I'm not going to lie. Like, every time I hear it, I'm like, hey, okay. Like, I really be dancing. Like, I love that song. I, I listen to it probably like, I can't even count how many times. Endless times. But not only did Drake drop that song, Nicki Minaj finally came out of hiding. Because where you been at, Nicki? And she dropped two songs. So she came out with Barbie Things and Chun Li. And, you know, at first, I was just like, eh, it's okay. You know, I was like, let me listen to it a little bit. I like the beats. They were nice. And then, you know, at first, I was really liking Chun-Li. And then I heard Barbie Tings again, and it reminded me of, like, the, I was on the plane with Dwayne. You could call me Whitley. I go to him, man. You know, that, Nikki. It reminded me of that. I was like, okay. But then Chun-Li came back. I was like, no, don't forget about me. You like me. And I do like Chun-Li. So I was like, okay, so... I do like the songs. They did have to grow on me. Um, I'm feeling it. Are y'all like, I've seen mixed reviews. Some are like, eh. But some are like, okay, yes, Nikki's back. So is Nikki back or is it like you could stay in hiding? And then lastly, y'all, this 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 album made me happy. The, retu- the return of J. Cole, baby. Okay, he dropped his CD on 420. Let me tell you something. One thing I loved about living in North, a few things I loved about living in North Carolina was cookout because it was open till five. J. Cole, because he was lit and he would come on campus playing basketball. Like he was just a regular person. He didn't even go to my school, obviously. He graduated way before, you know, I finished, but he would just be on campus like playing basketball. And then, you know, there was some other good stuff about North Carolina, but those are the top two. So it was just like, the album, so good. But he released his cover album like maybe a few days before he said that he was dropping this album. And it had like kids snorting, like they were smoking. You had a kid on lean. And people were like, uh, is he promoting drugs? Is he? No, he was not promoting that. And if you listen to it, you can get the message that he is promoting. And I'm, I get so surprised when people are like, oh, I don't like him. I feel like... He, I don't like him. And I'm just like, how do you not like J. Cole? Like, how do you not? Like, this man talks about real issues, such as, like, how everybody uses drugs to mend their problems. But instead of using drugs, there are other outlets that you can use. Like, hello? Like, we see that our kids out here are on, um, are snorting, are on lean, thinking that's cool. But he's saying, no, there's other ways you can be out here being productive and not having to use drugs. He talks about how social media and reality TV has this, um, has you know, corrupted our idea of what beauty really is. It's just he challenges other rappers to do more than talk about just, you know, money, 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 weed, 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 like drugs, drugs, drugs. He he pushes the limit, and I love it. Like, if you haven't seen his ATM video, go see it. I watched that, and I was just, I was just cracking up. It's a funny video, but I do like it. I, I really do like J. Cole because not only that, like, he talks about, like, the real issues, but 
on his past two albums, he hasn't had any features on it. Like, it's just him. And there's not too many people out here who could do that and still be out here making bomb um, bomb albums. Like, people don't really do that too much. So I have to respect him for that. And then I also have to congratulate him because his uh, KOD, just a single, that broke the U.S. Spotify record for the biggest opening day with 4.2 million streams. And the last time that happened... That record was held by Taylor Swift. You know the little whiteys, they love Taylor. I mean, even though Taylor kind of fell off a little bit, but that's here or there. Um, J. Cole that came in, he was like, bye, Taylor. I'm I'm the king. I'm here. So it's a really good album. I would suggest out of all the music that I talked about, I love the Drake song. I like the Nicki song. I like Cardi song. But honestly, like, J. Cole has taken over. I probably won't even listen to Cardi's song again for a while unless other people have, like, that's how much I love this J. Cole album, and it's really good. Uh, what I will say, some good songs, if you're looking for songs you don't want to hear the, old, the whole album, which you should, I would listen to 1985, Brackets, ATM, um, Friends, KOD. So it's a, it's a lot of good songs on there. I would say check it out. But also, I just want to know from my listeners who have listened to it, are you liking it? Or is it just like, eh, he always does the same stuff? Do you want something new for him? Just give me your thoughts. I think it's really good. If you haven't listened to it, why don't you like J. Cole? That's a question I want to know. Like, if you don't like J. Cole, why not? Like, why not? But since we're talking music, the music scene has been popping as we gear up for the summer. Albums are coming, baby. Drake confirmed his album will drop in June. You know I live for Drake, so, you know, you can circle back around. I'm going to be doing a review of that. Kanye said he's been working on some albums. His album will drop. He also confirmed that Nas is about to drop an album in June. So this summer is going to have some good music, and I'm here for it. Like, we've been waiting for it. I feel like I've been listening to the same songs over and over, and I'm ready for something new. So I like that. But also, speaking of music, you know, Coachella has been going on these past two weeks. And I mean, let's just really get up into it, okay? If you haven't seen Beyonce's performances from week one and week two, which they're same, just different cute outfits, you're bugging, you know? Like, I made sure everybody in my life has seen this because it was that great. It was that amazing. Like, you couldn't have a conversation with me until you have seen this. And I'm going to be honest, you're probably like, you're extra, don't care, extra as fuck, baby, because this performance was everything and more. <sighs> I'm sorry. It just was. Like, Beyonce did the damn thing, okay? I mean, she snatched edges, she stole people's lives, she represented for the culture, baby, and she represented well. She shut it down. I mean, her whole performance screamed black excellence. Like, she made it known that she's doing it for the black people and she's unapologetically black and she does not care and you're going to accept her. That's what it is. Like, she is the first black woman to headline Coachella. The first black woman ever. Like, Coachella has been going on since 1999. It's now 2018, and this is the first time I've ever had a black woman headline. And let me tell you why. Because can't nobody do it like Beyonce did it. Like, after this, it's like, how do we, like, where do we go? And like she said, ain't that about a bitch that she the first one to do it? Well, baby, Auntie B, she came and she did the damn thing, y'all. Like, just, just listen, like. First of all, Beyonce is about, she's not about to be, but she's knocking closer to 40 than she is 30. She snatched for the gods after just having twins after like less than a year ago. And she's out here killing it like I was getting into the money. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. That dance routine killed it. 
and it's just like there are people out here who are like 21 and can't do it and it's just like this girl just come on Beyonce she just she got your life she got it she got mine and I'm just over here like okay like over here trying to practice this dance routine me and my friend we've already decided that we're going to do the routine so when you see me trust and believe I'm gonna be ready to show out but shout out to her and her choreographer because it was good. Like, I really don't even know where to start. I mean, she came dressed in as a queen. When you look on the back of her, her outfit, she had Queen Nefertiti on there. She wore a hoodie that represented um, African queen with Queen Nefertiti, Black Panther, African heritage. She had the black power with the fists and the African strength. And then she had the, the bee to represent herself because, you know, the queen bee. And she... She did, she did it. Like, first of all, her outfits were lit. Like, they were so nice. I like the second um, performance. Like, I like the pink more than the yellow, but that's here or there. Everything was great. Like, sh it was so good. Throughout the performance, she had quotes from Michael, uh, Malcolm X. Like, she had the one that was, like, the most underrated, underappreciated uh, person in the world is a black woman. And while this black woman represented to let you know us black women out here are here, we're ready to be seen, we're ready to be heard, and we're doing the damn thing. So thank you, Beyonce. Um, I mean, it's just like, what? I've, I'm trying to get my life to talk about this because it was that good. It really was. I'm just, I mean, y'all, she sang the National African-American Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing, and she did it to a majority white audience. Like, Coachella is mostly white people. Yes, you have black people getting more into it, more minorities are getting into it, but it was mostly geared towards white people. And this lady stopped and sang, lift every voice and sing. Are you kidding me? Only she could get away with that because other people would be like, girl, she, and she didn't care. Like, her mom told her, like, are you sure you want to do this? And she said she has a responsibility to do this and let people know how great her culture is. And she doesn't care about being popular. She, she wants them to see how great we are. And I just love that because you're right. It's that we're at a point in time where people think racism is only big because of social media. No, racism has been big and it's still here. You know, we need our culture to be represented and she did it like, y'all, I just I just love how she was so unapologetically black and she gave no fuck. She's like, what? I don't care about y'all. Y'all gonna buy my $115 hoodie with the bee and the queen and the panther and the fist. Like, you gonna buy it. And you know what? I low-key am taking a donation if anyone wants to buy it for me. Uh, let me know. You can leave a comment, sign my DMs. I would appreciate that. But, and then, uh, auntie, she had her own probate. It is like, everybody after that was like, damn, I'm trying to pledge with Beyonce. She had a fucking marching band, which resembles the ones you see at the HBCUs, which, you know, everybody knows at HBCUs, the band, the football game, at the HBUC football games, the band makes them. And Beyonce did that perfectly. She created the whole scene, y'all, like, I really felt lit as fuck watching this online. Like, I was at work getting my whole life watching this. That was the second time I watched it. I watched this probably like three times. I'm not even going to lie to you. So, I, I get so excited about it because it was so good. Uh, oh, my God. Let me just calm down. Okay. So, I mean, what can I say? Beachella was popping. I mean, you had to name it, rename it after that. And it's kind of like low-key. I'm trying to go next year. I would really like her to redo it next year. But, you know... She may not, but I, I would like that so I could really get my life. I've seen her in person. I got it then. I want to get it again. 
And like, I'm sorry, there's other great things that I didn't even mention. I forgot. She done brought back Destiny's Child. Like, they did them their songs. And then, see, that's another thing why I like her. She don't leave her friends behind. Like, every time she does something big, like the Super Bowl or this, she always brings Destiny's Child out to give the people what they want because the people wanted it and we got it. And then on top of that, she done bought Solange out. She done had a dance concert. I mean, that just shows you the type of relationship they had because it was just so playful and so cute. And I mean... It just made me think about the times like my sister, she doesn't really dance, but we used to play music. I would do most of the dancing, but she would, you know, sprinkle in a little bit. It just made me think of that. So she was just giving you family realness, friend realness. We had a special appearance by Jay-Z. Woo. Uh, but who really cares? Like everything else was so good. I mean, honestly, the only other thing that could have made me just pass out and probably not have come back if she would have finally introduced the twins to the world, you know? Like, yeah, we've seen that picture, but until Beyonce reveals uh, to them, reveals them to us, it's just like, like, I would have got my whole life if they would have came out. I'd be like, oh, my God. But, y'all, it was so good. Oh, my God, sorry. I just, I just cannot. So if you have not seen it, Go watch it. At least watch the clips. She ended with Love on Top, which is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite songs, which normally she lives with, She ends with Halo. Everyone knows that. But this time she lived, She ended with Love on Top, and I just, I loved it. Uh, but yes, okay. I would love to hear other dots on Beachella. Who do you think could follow this performance up next year? Like, honestly, I don't know how anyone could follow it up. You definitely can't bring no Taylor Swift to follow it up, like, it has to be someone good. The only person that I'm thinking that could do an okay job, they won't do a Beyonce level job, is Rihanna. Like, she has the hits. She has the audience presence. It won't be to the level of perfection, obviously. But, you know, it would be decent. You know, she's 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 good. She's not Beyonce. But I think it will be entertaining. So, you know, I want to get my money's worth when I go next year. So it's going to have to be someone good. But <sighs> let's move on to my favorite part of the podcast which is petty member of the week which honestly i should give to beyonce because one she's petty for snatching our whole lives you know what i'm saying two she's petty for charging 115 dollars for one of those hoodies like girl auntie i am broke 115 well anyway it's not her petty member of the week goes to andy cohen if you don't know mr good old petty boots himself he's the person behind all the housewife franchise he does Watch What Happens Lives. He he does other shows like The Shaws of Sunset. Like, pretty much Andy be running Bravo. And, well, Andy lives for the petty. He lives for the shade. Like, Andy is petty when you really think about it. But this is why he really got Petty Member of the Week. Because on the episode two of the reunion show... <laughs> Kim came out and they was talking and then uh, Andy gonna be like, so so what's the end game with your lips? And if you haven't seen Kim, like Kim looks like literally a white, ch like she looks like one of the white chicks from, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. You know the movie White Chicks? That's what Kim looks like. And if you haven't seen it, just Google white chicks, it's gonna pop up. That's what her lips look like. They're disgusting. Like when I look at them, like you're just thinking, ew, like does it hurt to be sitting in your face like that? That's what I think. Well, baby, <laughs> Andy did not care. He was like, so what's the end game? Because these, these right here, baby, they looking a little scary. And I was cracking up. And ever since then, Andy been good with me. And I also like Andy because in the final taping when Kim was being saying that stupid stuff about racism, he was like, look, like, cut this shit. You over here try to, act, try to play the victim, but you 
You've been nasty all season. Like, even editing couldn't help you out because there was nothing too good to edit. Like, you were mean all season. You were chatty. You were negative. You were negative. And Andy checked her. So, for that, Andy, you do get Petty Member of the Week. However, if you do not cancel Charlie for the party and you allow Kim to stay on, then, you know, um, I will be in your comments blowing your shit up because you should revoke that show. I mean, who's really watching it? <sighs> anyway, y'all, I've spilled a lot of tea today, but I will leave you with this. I think spring's forgotten about us. I feel like it's trying to, they gave us, like, the past two weekends, I got a little preview of what spring should be like. But it's just like, when you really gonna come out of hiding? You pulling the Nicki Minaj and I'm tired. I'm ready for it to be hot. Like, I don't want any more nights where it's like 40 degrees. That shit gets old. It's cold. I'm ready to be out here popping with my spring shoes. I'm I'm ready. So hurry up. And then, you know what the crazy thing is? I haven't seen any bees out because obviously it's been cold. But the one day where it finally gets 60 degrees, here comes this one little bee popping up. It's like, damn, you must be ready too. So come on, spring. Also, I must give a shout out to my best friend, Keith. His birthday was yesterday. Ow, turn up. He's one of my biggest supporters of the show. He's actually pushed me until I started it. So I hope you had a great birthday. I also have to shout out my cousin. She's graduating from nursing school this weekend. So I will be in Chicago turning up. If you follow me on Snap, you can definitely expect some fun turn up stories. But until next time, I hope you guys subscribe, continue listening, share with a friend, comment, give me your thoughts. Uh, look out for the Instagram polls and just have a great Bring the week. Beat in.